You do it. I did it last time. Okay. I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass Sober Thoughts. And if you don't know what that is, it's where me and Christian talk about all the movies we discussed this month while completely and utterly sober. <laughs> so we took on a whole bunch of crazy ass movies from box office bombs. Blocks office. Blocks office. But first, I would like to define a box office bomb. Go for it, nerd. According to Wikipedia. According? Yeah. Yeah. Accordion (laughs) Wikipedia. A box office bomb, box office flop, box office failure, or box office disaster is a film that is unprofitable or considered highly unsuccessful during its theatrical run. Although any film for which the production budget, marketing, and distribution costs combined exceed the revenue after release has technically bombed, the term is more frequently used for major studio releases that were highly anticipated extensively marketed and expensive to produce that ultimately failed commercially. Bomb. So just why why Sinbad probably is considered a box office bomb even though it made some money back. I mean for me it's more like... Because I always thought like if you uh, don't make your money back then it's considered a box office bomb. It's just more like... I mean I used to just consider box office bombs as like like they absolutely flopped. Mm -hmm. Like if you not every movie is like super successful I feel like but like I consider the bombs as like terrible. You know? But yeah. First I like to give before we get started Uh I like to give a shout out to Asia Lowry who reached out to us and was like hey do you guys need a production team? And I emailed her back and said no. No. (laughs) Bye now. We just. It's, but she it, said she listened to the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, no way, cool." Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she actually did, but I appreciate the concern. But it's also not that serious. This is literally. A <laughs> That's ho- what I told her. I literally was. This like, is literally a hobby. <laughs> I least said that. I was like, "This is just a time capsule for me and Christian to look back on when we're dead." Mm-hmm. That's literally what I told her. But I mean, if you guys need like. I don't know, audio editing or social media or video editing, just reach out to her for bearbeatproductions.com. Reach out to Asia Lowry. Asia, thank you so much for mm-hmm. listening and being a part of Puff Puff Podcast. Thank you, Asia. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so our first film, Catwoman. Catwoman. The Woman of Cats. First little hashback, Halle Berry became one of only six actors in history, only five at the time, to possess both an Oscar and a Razzie after her win for her infamous performance in this movie. She also became the first to accept the Razzie in person, walking out on stage proudly holding both Oscar and Razzie aloft and fanning tears of joy. She gave Mother. a short acceptance speech. I'd like to thank Warner Brothers for making me do this god-awful piece of shit movie. End quote. End quote. Queen. Did you know that after the movie, because there were 43 cats trained for the film, Halle Berry adopted one of them? It was an orange and white cat named Plato. Hot. Hot. I wonder, I wonder if Plato's still alive. When does this movie come out again? 2003? There's a chance. <laughs> I've heard cats live longer than 20 years sometimes, but probably not. Rip Plato. At around the 1 hour and 12 minute mark during the restaurant sequence with Benjamin Bratt, the sushi being gorged by Halle Berry was actually chunks of fruit molded to look like raw fish. I knew that shit. I knew that shit looked too scrumptious. Like it's giving citrus. You would have eaten it anyway. You were like, No, that's that's true. I miss sushi, you guys. I miss it so much. Literally. Uh, According to Alex Green, I don't know who that is, but... He's Alex Green. 
He's a whipmaster. Is he? Halle Berry needed a week of 90-minute practice sessions before she was able to successfully crack a whip. I didn't think a whip you had to, like... I just thought that's something it did already. No. I, I didn't think that that was a skill that you had to have. And it was common It was common knowledge back in the day that the sound of a whip crack was the, le- the leather slapping against each other. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the very tip of the whip is breaking the speed of sound. It, like when it snaps back. So those are, that's a, it's like a miniature sonic boom. Do you know in like the Universal, like I think it's Universal, like they have a parade and they have like the different like villains and the Catwoman and she's like doing the, the whipping thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought you'd like that little tidbit. I did. Also, in... I don't know what that was outside either. <laughs> in Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, mm-hmm. uh, you see Indy pick up a, like the whip for like the first time. Mm-hmm. He, he's It's at the very beginning. Have you seen the movie? Yes. Okay, you know how at the beginning where he's on the train? Yeah, and he gets his like thing he, cut. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets that scar because yeah. he's trying to scare a lion back because it's like a circus train. Yeah. And he like whips it and it's just, he whips himself in the face or whatever. Or like River Phoenix. Yeah, he's like... I love how we're getting other hashbacks from, like, other movies. Speaking of the Phoenixes, are you ready to go see Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix? I kind of want to wait. Isn't it, like, a three-hour movie? Yeah. I would rather wait till it's streaming. I like, but... I literally had this conversation with Christian yesterday. I do not care how much it upsets directors, movie producers, whatever. I fucking would rather go see a movie. What I wonder if, because there was a movie called Napoleon Mm -hmm. that was made in the 70s. History busted, I think, on it. And, um... I wonder if it's a remake of that, or if it's an, its own thing, just also called Napoleon. Mm. But yeah, I've been getting into a lot of fights about that movie, with, just because Marie Antoinette's in it for like five seconds, and people are like, oh, I'm so sad for Marie Antoinette, and I'm like, boo! Bring out the guillotine. <laughs> oh yeah, you were showing me that on TikTok. Sahara, so bro, Sahara just starts fights on TikTok. She's an instigator. That's because people are like bootlicking this bitch that wouldn't even give two shits about them. I'm just like... Literally. She would have sacrificed you for uh, her own furry petticoat, okay? Bring out the guillotine, bro. Oh my god, these rich people don't care about you. Bruh. I hate it. Back to our Catwoman hashback, but three uh, Egyptian Mew or Mayu? Or Mew, I think that's how you pronounce it. The cat? Yeah. It's an Egyptian Mao. Oh, it's called a... <laughs> Did you not... It's called a Mao. Egyptian... Like Meow. Egyptians literally named the cat after the sound meow. it makes. Mao. Meow. Just Mao. That's funny. Mao. Mo. Anyway, Mo. Three, three of those cats were played by Midnight. You know what this movie made me think of? What? You got, I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast before, but at our old place in the winter, there was like a cat that just pulled up or whatever. It was almost our cat. We would feed him or whatever. We got him to like come to our door. And Sahara was yeah. like, Sahara was like, if he comes inside, we'll keep him. And then like, as he was getting to our door, our neighbor opened his door and he fucking bolted. Mm-hmm. And then we went on vacation to Utah for Christmas and it snowed a lot while we were gone, so we were like, oh, we hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Hope he didn't die. And we didn't see him for, like, a week. We're like, oh, maybe he's maybe he, he's gone, or mm-hmm. I hope he didn't die. Mm-hmm. And then one day, like, a month later, I saw him, like, on a fence back there, and I was like, what's up, my brother? <laughs> but I was just trying to think of, like, oh, well, he can't, like... Because we had a one-bedroom, like, apartment, and I was just trying to think of, like... Honest to God, he was probably someone else's cat and just saw us as a free food. Well, I guess, but it was just... Well, he didn't have a collar, not all cats do. And they were underneath the house to keep warm. Yeah. Yeah, it just made me really sad. I was just like... He's fine. I hope so. Anyway. The scene where Patience tries to rescue Midnight from the ledge and is saved by Tom Lone when she nearly falls was originally supposed to be the opening scene of the film. 
This is why she's working on her graphic design to turn in that same day, and why she's in a hurry and bumping into people on her way to work in the final cut. This resulted in a continuity error, though, as moving the scenes around made it seem like the character and extras are wearing the same clothes as they did the day before. Hate to say it. Did you even notice that? No. Because I did. I, I It was pointed out to me, but I thought Patience just had the same clothes because she was, like, on working on that deadline and, like... She was just frantic to, like, get out of the house. And that's why I thought she had the same clothes on. But everyone else, you're just like... <laughs> no, but And so, uh, though a box office bomb upon release, the film still held the distinction of being the highest grossing female-led superhero film of all time for 13 years until it was dethroned by Wonder Woman. Holy shit. So, uh, women in film, yeah. Hell Heck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Fist pump. <laughs> Halle Berry also had issues with the costume's practicality when first trying it on, the, the Catwoman costume. Mm-hmm. Complaining at one point that it was too tight and uncomfortable. The costume itself had to be fixed a few times for production, as the leather bra she wore act would actually just fall off at times. Which is so sad. That makes me so sad. Like, poor Halle Berry. Yeah. That's so fucking awful. Yeah. A newspaper reported that Sharon Stone's cell phone rang in the middle of filming a scene, and Stone took the call, holding up filming for a time. What a boss. Hello? That's a boss-ass fucking move. Which one? Sharon Sharon Stone was a villain, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Halle Berry was given the nickname the Halle Cat by the cast and crew on the set of the film. It's actually really cute. I want one. As an Alley Cat? Yeah. That's funny. And according to the cat trainer's visual effect artists... 99.9% 99.9% of the shots of cats in the film are of real cats, and CGI would only be used when it was absolutely necessary. Which is what I wish Liar. they would do. Liars. Because <laughs> and the reason why Marvel has a lot of CGI in their mm-hmm. stuff is because they want to be able to release in as many countries as possible, mm-hmm. and a lot of different countries have different like rating scales, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, if we just make everything CGI, we can fix anything and be able to... And so each country would get like basically a different release of the film. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just wish that they would just like... Also, it's a secrecy thing, too. They don't want to be filming, like, in New York, obviously, because, like, people will be like, oh, there's a new Look Adventures or Well, it's Spider-Man. a good thing that nobody gives a shit anymore. So. Yeah, but it's more just, like, I'm just, like, I don't know. I just wish that, like, they would lay off a bit at times. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what's so big of an issue that in... Because a lot of the times, like, it's just backgrounds. Yeah. Like, that's where they are. Like, they're just walking on a street, and I'm just like, what's the issue here? If, a, if, if your movie is going to get banned because of just something in the background, then I feel like it's not even worth it. I really way. thought DC would have caught up with Marvel by now, but the fact that it just hasn't, and I'm just like... We tried to watch The Flash, you guys. It I think didn't, it didn't work DC out just well. tried to like force it through, mm-hmm. like with Justice League, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it failed. Mm. Like Because it, it, they only had, like, they had Man of Steel, Batman... Wonder Woman and uh, actually I don't think Wonder Woman was even out yet. Mm-hmm. No, so it was Batman. It was uh, Batman with uh, fuck. I could have sworn Wonder Woman was like one actually, of the first. No, they didn't even have a Batman. They just had Man of Steel, and then it was uh, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and then they jumped straight into Justice. League. And then Wonder Woman showed up at the end of that movie. Yeah, and then, and we, then we had and, Wonder Woman, and then we jumped straight into Justice League. And I'm just like, no, because then because didn't we get Aquaman before we got Justice League? When did Aquaman come out? Aquaman wasn't... Was he and I actually really liked Aquaman. I thought it was a really good movie. Aquaman came out in 2018. Justice League came out in 2017. Mm. So, yeah, we literally just had uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, well, Wonder Woman, then Justice League. 
And then Aquaman came out, and I'm just like, I actually really like. You Aquaman. only really introduced two, really only one of your one of only one of your characters really had a standalone movie because mm-hmm. you kind of had like, well, actually, I guess two. So you had Superman, and then you know you kind of shoved Batman and into mm-hmm. Batman Superman, and also Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman gets her own movie. So I don't know, and then you have the whole thing with like Suicide Squad too, and I'm just like, I care. Which I actually really like. I'm like I don't I, understand. I'm like, why bro, I care more about the villains. Than I the, I heroes. don't understand why people shit on uh, Suicide Squad. I actually really enjoyed it like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the music was like really funny, and yeah. I bet you if it came out like maybe four years prior, it would have been everyone would have been like, oh my god, this is so good. Everyone was like that when it came out. I feel like more people were complaining about it when it was coming out. Yeah, so the DC Extended Universe is Man of Steel, in the movies, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice Mm -hmm. League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, which was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, never saw. Zack Snyder's Justice League, which Mm -hmm. is a re-release. And then The Suicide Squad, like the second movie. Mm -hmm. Black Adam, the second Shazam, The Flash, and Blue Beetle, which came out. And I've only seen, like, half of these movies. Mm. I've only seen Man of Steel, which is honestly a really good movie. I like Man of Steel. I've never seen it. Really? Mm-hmm. We should watch it sometime. I don't, I don't really like Superman. I think he's kind of corny. I like Superman. And I think it's just because I my, interpre- my interpretation of Superman has just been, like, so... Like, I think Batman is way better, and I like him more as, like, the, the head leader. But obviously, like, Superman's the figure guy, and Batman's just the behind-the-scenes, does the real work, and then makes Superman looks good. I like Superman. I just hate like most of the adaptations of Superman. Yeah, like I've I feel like I'm I've like, seen like like Homelander. Like I feel like I've seen more of that of like I've seen more the, of the anti pa- the, the parody of yeah Superman the anti Superman the than an yeah yeah and more like we're way off topic now. So no, last, it's all so, good. so last thing I just want to say <laughs> I really don't like how because they always try to make Superman in the past in the past few years. He's always like angsty mm-hmm. and like mm, you know and not like. Like I don't like I can't do this, you know, and I'm just like. I think it's just to make him more human. I guess, but like Superman is like supposed to like represent mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. humanity like at its best, you know. Yeah. And so when he's doing like borderline like. That's what questionable things. I'm just like, why? That's why I've That's been kind Superman of more works. interested in more of like the cartoon movies. Like those look really good. Yeah. Like I've seen because I was watching Watch Mojo and they were like, oh the like most like oh my god moments in these DC movies and I was like wow these look really good I should like watch them yeah especially like Injustice because I played that game before and I really liked it so <laughs> oh, uh, which is such a fucked up storyline you know what I mean you're just like oh my god uh there was a cancelled Batgirl movie I forgot about that oh my and they filmed the entire thing and then they cut it that's fucking awful Batgirl and then Ben Affleck's the Batman mm-hmm. that was supposed to come out uh, but he even Affleck eventually left the project and was replaced by Robert Pattinson, which uh, and that and, and that allowed. So the, is he like? Well, and that allowed the film to drop its connections to the DC extended universe, mm. who established it as a new standalone film, because uh, it was because of Affleck that they were like doing that. And then there was uh, Batman Beyond, which mm. I'm interested in, mm. but that one was uh, that one got canceled. That one that one was supposed to have Michael Keaton, which I guess is where the Flash came in, you know. Mm. And uh, there was a um, there was an untitled Black Adam sequel that got cut. There was a Black Canary movie that got cut. What? Crisis on Infinite Earths got cut. There was a standalone Cyborg movie that got cut. Deadshot, Deathstroke. 
I feel like I've been waiting for like a Teen Titans movie. I mean, I could watch the show. Yeah, cool. My sister likes it, but I'm like, mm. uh, In October 22, it was revealed that the script for a sequel to The Flash had already been completed, but it, the project's realization depended on the success of the first film. Yikes. Uh, there, was a, there was supposed to be a new Green Lantern movie. Yikes. Gotham City Sirens. There's more. I'm not going to read the rest of these, but yeah. they're alphabetical and we're only And Christian's like, and Catwoman. <laughs> if they do make another Catwoman, I hope Halle Berry makes an appearance in it. I yeah. feel like that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so back to our hash fats. At an hour and 35 minutes, Zoe Bell, who was a stunt double for Sharon Stone, received an award for her performance. Uh, for doing the 220 foot fall where Lori or Laurel Hader falls to her death. Love that for her. So that person was actually spinning in the air. Good for her. Wee. That was our favorite part. So I'm glad that that was a real person. Wee. <laughs> it took nine days to film that fight scene, by the way. Between Why? Catwoman and uh, Why Laurel. and how? Why would that take nine days? Probably just, there was, I mean, there was a lot going on. So I, I know there were a lot of cuts in it, and it was just like. Yeah. Nine days. Literally. To fit like what five or six minutes of fighting, maybe even less. I will never understand that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it either. To promote the film, Mattel collaborated with DC Comics and Warner Bros. to release Barbie dolls based on Halle Berry's Catwoman. But you thought I was lying. We have the doll, bitch. Ooh, congratulations. <laughs> the first doll released was a play line with the standard generation girl face mold with navel body with posable arms. A collector's edition was planned with the sculpt molded in Halle Berry's likeness and even promoted at the 2004 to- Toy Fair to be released in the fall before it was eruptively canceled due to the film's failure. Real. The Halle Berry sculpt would eventually be used for the 2010 Barbie as Jinx Johnson doll based on the Die Another Day, the 2002 film, and a series of Barbie dolls based on Bond girls. Mm-hmm. Hooray! I don't know. My mom got her hands on one, so... Who's to say? I don't know if she still has it. I should have asked her. Yes. So the next film we talked about this month was Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Hooray! And Prad Pitt. Prad Pitt. Prad Brit. Prad Brit. Prad Brit. Prad Bit. <laughs> and Catherine Zeta Jones. Zathrin Jada Cones. Jada Cones. Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta Jones did not meet until the premiere. And I kind of hate that when it comes to animation. I'm just like, why? Why? I feel like they do a lot better, like, chemistry wise, if they were, like, in the same room together. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job, but I mean, like, I feel like the chemistry would be better and more mm. believable. What? I'm just saying, no, yeah, I mean, I get it. So, Spike, who is Sinbad's dog in the movie, was more popular in a screen test than Sinbad himself, and so the filmmakers added in seven new scenes involving Spike before the film was released. Hell yeah. In all the original legends and all previous film adaptations, Sinbad is Muslim and comes from Baghdad sometime during the city's golden age, so AD 762 to 1258. In this version, Sinbad seems to be of a Greek polytheist. Religion. His friend Proteus is the Greek prince of Sicily, which places the story between 733 BC and 212 BC. Love that for him. So, Michelle Pfeiffer took on the role of, vil- of the villain in the film at the request of her children. I think and, she pulls it off really well. And I just want to point out so, this is unrelated to Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. right? But, like, um, 
I remember back when the, we were in the pandemic and they were talking about the vaccine mm-hmm. by uh, like Moderna, mm-hmm. Johnson & Johnson, mm-hmm. Pfizer, and your grandma was talking about like the vaccine mm-hmm. and like she's like like what like how do you how do you say that like Pfizer and I was I literally looked up a, a photo of Michelle Pfeiffer or whatever <laughs> and I was like who is this Michelle Pfeiffer and I was like <laughs> it's just like like the P is barely even there like it, it's technically it's technically Pfizer mm-hmm. like there is like a you close your lips before you say the F so Pfizer okay but you can just say Pfizer okay and I just remember that. I just remember thinking, I'm going to take Pfizer because it, not only does it sound cool, but it sounds like it Michelle works. Pfizer. <laughs> I got Moderna. You know, the superior vaccine. <laughs> you, you lost your vaccine cards. So I don't even want to hear it. Does it really matter as long as I already taped? In 20 years, they're going to be like, oh, if you got the, if you can prove that you got the Moderna vi- the vaccine, we'll let you live. <laughs> Otherwise, firing squad. <laughs> firing squads. Electric chair. Do you think we'll have to let um, our kid take the COVID vaccine? Do yeah. You think, do you think they can take it that young? Oh, no. No, not, not until they're older. Like, two, I think, was the oldest you have to be, or the youngest you can be. I thought it was three or four. What was three or four? That's what I thought, because all the kids that I went to. I have to no it. idea. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a doctorologist. You act like it. Doctor. Okay. A key plot of the film is that the goddess Eris is unable to break her own promises to Sinbad, though this ruins her plans. In Greek mythology, Eris is the mother of the god Horkos, which is Oath. Her son personifies the curse that will be inflicted on any person who swears a false oath. Even the gods were bound to their oaths, which I thought was a really interesting fact. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to get that out there. Okay. Um, so also, Kevin Spacey was considered for the role of Sinbad. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> also, Brad, it was Brad Pitt's first time ever voice acting in a feature-length film. Mm-hmm. And later, he'd go on to voice Metro Man and Megamind. Lo- great performance. <laughs> and Will the Krill in Happy Feet 2. Great performance. I've never seen Happy Feet 2. <laughs> I've seen the first one. <laughs> Whatever. And in classic mythology, Eris is the god of chaos and disagreement. She's the child of Zeus and Hera, and caused the fight over the golden apple between Hera, Aphrodite, and Athena, which ultimately culminated in the Trojan War. Hell Honestly, yeah. what a queen. Slay. Love that for you. <laughs> the monster that attacks Sinbad's crew at the start of the film is actually called Cetus. Or Cetus? It's Cetus, yeah. Yeah. It actually originates from the classical mythology, and it was the monster which the warrior Perseus uh, saved the maiden Andromeda from. Also, if you've seen the end of uh, Clash of the Titans, it's that monster, technically. That's that's Cletus. Cletus? I will never forgive white people for making me think Andromeda is fucking white okay that bitch was ethiopian i was like what i was shocked to find that out also i'm looking at your notes here why did the font change i have no idea okay moving on to our next movie our last movie whatever cats so andrew lloyd weber was so affected by the disastrous reception of this movie that he ended up adopting a havanese puppy and had the dog registered as a therapy pet when asked by an airline via a note if he really needed the dog when he was on the plane, Lloyd Webber responded, yes, just see what Hollywood did to my musical Cats. The airline sent approval back with a note saying, no doctor's report required. LMAO, bro. And supposedly, <laughs> the Cats, uh, what do you mean supposedly? They did. They, they, had, they had visible anuses on them in earlier versions of the film, and they were hastily edited out, like, after, like, the, fr- the pr- I don't know if it was the premiere or, like, right before. I think it was, like, the trailer, and people were like, does that cat have an asshole? I've never seen it, and I need to Look know. It up. I Look want it up. to. When the, 
when this information came to light or whatever, many fans took the fans air quotes took to Twitter, jokingly demanding a release of the butthole cut. And despite the overwhelming negative reception from critics and audiences alike in failing at the box office, Taylor Swift says she does not regret doing the film, mainly because she got to write a song with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Though she said she has said it's a very weird movie, and filming was one of the oddest experiences she's ever had. But you were probably there for two days max. Like she's there for like two scenes, you guys, and mm-hmm. one of them's a song. Yeah. So. Despite the film's poor performance and critical failure, Jason Derulo, Jason Derulo played Rum Tum Tugger vocally and passionately defended the film as one of the greatest pieces of art ever made. And I would just like I to I wish say, I had his confidence. I would just like to say I think I was a little too harsh with cats. Because I, wasn't. I did I did watch a lot of like video essays and like documentaries about it. And I feel really bad for saying, like, Tom Hoffer doesn't care. Like, he actually really does like cats. And I think in this version, we're seeing, like, his, like, headcanon. Like, he probably saw Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles as, like... I have, I have no cool. doubt that he enjoys cats. And yeah. That, and that he likes the musical, but it's also kind of it's just, just, like... It's just he's not a musical director at all. And it really plays out in this film. Mm-hmm. And it just, like... And a lot of people were really passionate about this project. Like, you know those two cat twins with the shoes? Their mother doesn't speak any English, and but she knows the whole like songs of cats, and so they did this for her. So a lot of people worked really, really hard to like make this film happen, make it possible, and like, and it's just so disappointing that like, the actual like finished product. Yes, it's so disturbingly awful. And as well, I think I go a little too hard on the VFX too because like honestly, the ears and the tail are actually not that bad. The VFX of the cats themselves mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. Yeah, especially... Like, it was like, good. Like, I mean, the tails do, like, follow them, like... Like, it is... Like, you can tell that that's a part of like it. Like, meow, meow. <laughs> anyway, and so... Jeremy Irons, Christopher Plummer, Jeffrey Rush, James Earl Jones... I would have loved Darth Vader, <laughs> by the way. John Cleese, Sir Michael Caine, and Michael Gamdon were, were all considered for the role of Old Deuteronomy before deciding to make the character a female, who was inevitably played by... Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. It was the idea of Sir Ian McClellan and Dame Judy Dench that their characters had been lovers at some point in their lives. Who did Ian McClellan play? Gus the Cat. Oh, the theater cat? Yes. That is him. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Oh my god. I, I thought that was, I thought that was someone else. I I honestly like when I first read that I said what? And the word jellical is sung 66 times during the opening song and 62 more times throughout the rest of the movie, not including the credits, bringing the total times jellical sung or spoken to 128. And, though it is never stated in the film, the commentary says it takes place in 1939, the same year T.S. Eliot's book, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which is what Cats is based on, was published. Hey. Hooray! Right before the war. Right before the war. (laughs) But yeah, that was our all the movies we covered for September for box office bombs. Question, how would you rate our entire month? But would you like to see what we rated each movie? So Do you remember what listen, we rated? Listen, I, I remember. Listen, that's going to be hard to rate the entire month. Because like of all the movies, I only actually liked one and a half of them. Mm-hmm. I like Sinbad. Yeah. Cats, with, not cats, um, Catwoman was mm-hmm. alright. Well, you rated Catwoman a two. So it's almost not been all right, unless you want to change right. it. Right, well, that's why I said and a half. Well, do you want to change your rating for Catwoman? No, no, it, it can stay at a two, and cats can stay at a one. But, uh, <laughs> you Sinbad, gave cats a two, too. 
You gave Sinbad a seven. Yeah. So it's like the movies. There's a difference. Sinbad was good. It just had very fierce competition in the mm-hmm. theater and didn't do well. Yeah. Cats and Catwoman were bad. <laughs> so did you say this whole month is maybe a four? This month, let's see. Two plus two plus. Yeah, I, I gave Sinbad a seven. Mm-hmm. That is. I gave Sinbad a six and a half, and then I did, I think, three for Catwoman and then two for Cats. You said seven for Sinbad's what I gave it? Mm-hmm. So two plus two plus seven, that's 11. Mm-hmm. Divide by three, on average, that's like 3.6. Oh. So 3.6 3.6 repeating. <laughs> for the entire month. Yeah. So, so is there any uh, other. Technically, that's true, but honestly, I'd probably just round it down and give it a three for the whole month. Yeah. Is there any other box office bombs we wish that we covered? I was kind of hoping we'd do Mars Mars Needs Moms because I remember being interested in that movie. I watched it, but I've never seen it. I went to the movies and saw it. Oh, it was alright. Did he get his mom back? Why did they take their mom anyway? Do you actually want to know? Is it like a weird pregnancy thing? So basically, (laughs) they're like, oh, uh, like the Martians or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they're segregated upon by on the basis of sex. Like all the women, the women are the leaders, and Mm -hmm. all the men are like the workers, you know. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, they're like, oh, well, us women, you know, we're like, we don't have that maternal instinct, and uh, we, because we're like natural born leaders, you Mm -hmm. know, so we don't really like have time for that, and so we need to like extract the motherly essence of Earth Mother. I'm being. (laughs) so serious like the the motherly essence of earth mothers to be able to like take care of like our young or Uh whatever and basically the end of the movie is just like all the males like get together and all the and most of the women are like you know I think I want to raise our kid like (laughs) I know I know groundbreaking shit there but they're like this is definitely a divorced kids like movie (laughs) Literally, literally, because, like, the very beginning of the movie is, like, oh, his dad is, like, gone at work, and he's like, but you promised we'd do this. He's like, it's okay. Uh, you, can, you can rent this on pay Which go parent did you go see that with? I don't even fucking know. I, kind of, I bet you they took you up for ice cream after breath. I, I bet you they felt guilty as hell. Let's see. I'm going to look up the Wikipedia plot, okay? Um, um, um... Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. The Martian supervisor, while observing Earth, sees a mother persuading her son, Milo, he's a main character, to mm-hmm. do his chores. The Martians decide to bring her to Mars, where her, and I'm not shitting you, quote, momness will be extracted and implanted into the next generation of nanny bots. Uh, I'll scroll to the end here. Um. My, all right, Milo, Gr- Gribble, and Key, those are two aliens they met, and Milo's mom just before sunrise on Mars, causing, uh, oh, they saved Milo's mom just before sunrise, causing the energy of the extraction device to short out the electronic locks to the control room. This lets the adult males and babies enter where they run amok, attacking the guards and robots. Milo and his mom steal oxygen helmets and try to escape the Martian surface, but the supervisor, while attempting to kill them, causes Milo to trip and his helmet shatters. His mom gives him her own helmet, saving Milo but causing herself to suffocate in the planet's air. The Martians are awed, as this is the first time they have seen love. (laughs) Gribble finds his own mother's helmet and gives it to Milo's mom, saving her. Milo apologizes to his mom for his earlier words, I guess they had a fight, Mm -hmm. and the two reconcile. Key brings a ship for them to escape in, but the supervisor intervenes. Key argues that Martians were meant to be raised in families with love, but the supervisor insists that the current situation is better because, to her, it is more efficient. 
the henchmen realize the supervisor's cruel nature and arrest her. Deciding, I feel like this is some weird insult. Deci- listen, deciding <laughs> that they now prefer the loving vision of family life and the other Martians celebrate. I don't and everyone clapped. Uh, <laughs> this is such a like, oh, women don't want to stay in the home anymore. They don't want to stay home. Oh, by the way, Gribble, Gr- I forgot Gribble wasn't an alien. Gribble was a, uh, he was another human who was in a similar situation. The Martians took his mom, mm-hmm. but he didn't save his mom, so he's just been stuck here for decades. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That would have been an insane movie for us to cover. Dude, you would have lost your fucking <laughs> I definitely would. Okay, what about, um, okay, your turn, because that was my movie. The only person I know here mm-hmm. in, like, in the cast list is Dee Bradley Baker, and he plays the uh, two-cat, who's a bug-like robot assistant or whatever. What? <laughs> okay, Christian, it's your turn. Before. Oh, also John Cusack. He plays, uh... Oh, Joan Cusack. I'm sorry, not John Cusack. My bad. That was the other sibling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Debbie uh, Pastels. Get out of my house! Okay, what were you saying? Okay, mine was Mars Needs Moms for a movie I wish we covered this month for Box Office Bombs. Oh, That's God. Turn. Uh, f- um, what what movies? Because I think I just googled box office bombs, and it was one of those. I think you mentioned John Carter. No, I have never even seen John Carter. That's probably why you mentioned it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Sahara. Oh, yeah. I saw Sahara in theaters. Yeah, I remember that with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> How do you know that Matthew McConaughey? I fucking love Matthew McConaughey. Oh my god. Also, Ben Hur. Ben Hur was good. I, I like Ben Hur. Like just the remake? Yeah, it was alright. It was an action movie. I came for the action. <laughs> Chariot racing school. I came for fun. the Ben and I left for the Her. I left for her. But yeah, you can uh, listen to all these episodes that on we Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. But Christian, yes, what movie? What month are we covering next month? We are covering October, <gasps> which means it starts off the best time of the year, yeah, Spooktober, and we will be covering the 1998 The Faculty. The Faculty. Very Which, if exciting. you've never seen, is all right. I like it. Ooh. It's a good thing they don't come for your opinions on the movies. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, that was a little mean. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, Christian's been in a pissy mood lately. I've been in a pissy mood lately. I'm pregnant. I'm allowed to be in a pissy mood. I'm, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so. But if but. you would like to participate in Puff Puff Pass, like our friend puff. here, puff. Lori dud and for sober thoughts you can email us puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com to discuss your thoughts on the film give us more hash facts tell us your good bad nightmare dream blunt rotation (laughs) rotations are you gonna be done are you done am i done yeah i'm done Yeah, but no, feel free to let us know through our Gmail or DM us on Twitter, honestly. Yeah. Or don't do that, honestly. Choice is yours. You can DM, DM us at Puff Pats Podcast on Twitter. On and Twitter where or Christian X. sometimes posts threads about the shows that he's watching. 
I do be doing that, honestly. And I just repost things. I haven't done it in a while, but I've been waiting to... So, where we're at... where By the time we're recording this, um, we have completely caught up on Attack on Titan. I am just waiting on the English dub of the final chapters part one or whatever to come out. The sub is already out, but Sahara doesn't like reading subtitles, and so we are waiting. But that comes out like 30 minutes after midnight tonight. Like today's Saturday, it comes out at 12.30 a.m. on Sunday. Nice. Well, actually, it's like 11.30 p.m. tonight because the Sunday is Eastern time. So. The Sunday is Eastern time. So, yeah. So, it's tec- <laughs> technically 11.30 tonight. Mm, fun. Want to stay up? <laughs> Dude, I have not stayed up that late forever. Like, oh, was you about yesterday? No, like, to like midnight. Oh. I stayed up to midnight, like, one day a few, like, last month or whatever, and I, I woke up the next day like, Dude, what year is it? Where's, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Oh, we're canceling Ashton Kutcher, remember? <laughs> Alright, anyway, that's it. Yeah, bye guys. Stay tuned for our Stooktober. Oh, Stooktober? Spooktober. Oh, Spooktober. Okay, okay, okay. Kristen's like, I don't know these words. Say bye. Bye. Sarah's just making up Twitter.